Welcome to this week's episode of the NACF Podcast. And on today's episode, we're talking about time management. Not from a productivity standpoint, but from a spiritual standpoint. Because we know how much time has passed, but what we don't know is how much time is left. You might ask, time left for what? Time to get right with God. Time to repent. Time to change from our old ways. So listen, as Pastor Sharonda speaks about, I got time today. Or do I? I want to look at it from a lens of eternity. Not what you can get done here. But we're looking way past here today. We're looking into eternity. As believers in Jesus Christ, it is our belief that once we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we will live with him for forever. Even after we die, after we die from this current life, there is life after this, which is eternal. Before we get started with today's episode, we just like to give you the opportunity to partner with us. We like to continue to spread the word of God through these podcasts, through our YouTube videos, even through our Facebook live streams. You can partner with us and sow a seed into this ministry. You can do it by Cash App, that's dollar sign new A, Aliante, two A's. You can also do it by text. You can text New Antioch to 77977. Or you can visit one of our websites for Central Campus, that's newantioch.org, or Aliante Campus, newantioch-aliante.org, and hit the donate button. And you can click the tab and we'll be taken safely and securely to where you can donate. And so we'll see. So we look forward to you partnering with us and help us to continue to spread the word of God. Now on to our episode. I do know that we have a word from God. I want to tell you that I have been fought uh, off of this word. I don't care. Because I am going to deliver it. Just now when I was sitting right there, I ain't coughed all week. I ain't coughed in a month. And now I'm going to start coughing on today right before it's time for me to come up here. Guess who's a liar? (laughs) The devil is a liar. Because he makes me mad and makes me defiant. And I didn't call him back up. I call them backup. I don't care. I fight dirty up in this bad boy. I don't care. So I call some backup and I say, y'all watch and pray with me. And if anything shows up, take it out. (laughs) If anything shows up, don't play with it. Take it out. Because this is about God's people on this afternoon. And so I'm going to go right on into this word and, and we'll get into it. And you'll understand in just a few moments why it's so very important. And so as we get ready to go into this word, I'm going to ask you to do me a favor, but it's really not a favor for me. It's a favor for God. Somebody needs to hear this message today and not, they're not in here. They're not in here, but I need you to go to your Facebook. Go ahead, get your phone out now while we doing it. Uh, Imani, will you bring me my phone so Victoria don't have to try to crawl out across people? I appreciate you. Oh, Brandon, thank you, Pastor Darian. 
Get your phone out. Go to Facebook. Y'all be on Facebook. Go to Facebook. Find New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante. When you got it, say got it. I need a few more got it. I'm going to wait for a few more people to get it. (laughs) When you got it, say got it. And I want y'all to know that this is so very intentional on today. So very intentional because by the time we get to the end, you're going to wish you had told somebody about it. You're going to wish you had tagged some family members into this. And so go ahead and let me tag some people, y'all. And tag them in there. I wish I could just put my whole family in there because, you know, it's a gang of us. Um, But I don't have us all on one thread to be able to tag them in there. But go ahead and tag some people because they need this. Don't think they don't because they do. They do. They need it. And so make sure you give it to them. Make sure they know. Um, I'm trying to get everybody I know that's on Facebook in my family because they need it. And then if you're my family and you already on here, share it to everybody else because it's a gang of us. Did y'all share it? Y'all, oh, y'all ain't got no service? Oh, man, y'all ain't got no cellular data. I can't give everybody the Wi-Fi code because then the camera going to crash. I can't hear everybody, uh, you know, they immediately come up on there. What y'all be doing? Y'all at Walmart and stuff. Y'all be looking for Walmart. Y'all be on the Walmart. <laughs> For those of you who can, go ahead and share this with somebody as we get into this message. And so stand with me all over the place as we read the scripture on today. Thank you, intercessors, that you are in place and prepared on today. And so we're going to start in the book of Revelations. That's where we're coming from on today. And y'all read with me. Y'all looking good up in here today. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Let's read that together. Behold, I, Jesus, am coming quickly. And my reward is with me to give to each one according to the merit of his deeds, earthly works and faithfulness. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end the first and the last, the eternal one. Blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired are those who wash their robes in the blood of Christ by believing and trusting in him, the righteous who do his commandments, so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city. Outside are the dogs, the godless, the impure, those of low moral character, and the sorcerers with their intoxicating drugs and magic arts, and the immoral persons, the perverted, the molesters, the adulterers, and the murderers, and the idolaters, and everyone who loves and practices lying, deception, and cheating, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you and to give you assurance of the things for the churches. I am the root, the source, the life, and the offspring of David, the radiant and bright morning star, the Holy Spirit, and the bride, the church, 
believers say, come and let the one who hears say, come and let the one who is thirsty come and let the one who wishes take and drink the water of the life without cost. He who testifies and affirms these things says, yes, I am coming quickly. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Look at your neighbor and somebody tell them, I got time today. I got time today. Go ahead and, and have your seats, and I hope you're ready. Go ahead and buckle in, but don't buckle in too tight. Last stop. Everybody out. Last stop. Everybody out. No stowaways. No vagabonds. No runaways. No sleepers. Last stop. Everybody out. No excuses. No reasons. No pleaders. And no beggars. Last stop. Everybody out. If we liken the time on this earth to a train ride, Eventually, we all will hear the voice of the conductor saying, last stop, everybody out. No need to plead, no need to beg, everybody out, no need to store away, no need to hide under a seat, no need to try to sneak past everybody out because everybody will get off this train. No one will get to stay on this train. Everybody out. Everybody. This month's theme is management. Through the end of the year, and I want y'all to get ready, we're going to go through a series of M's, and we call them the M's. And so last month, we started the M's with margin. And this month, last Sunday, Pastor Parsons started with the next M, which is a management. And so I want you to know that we're getting ready to get your M's together. Tell somebody, get your M's together. We're going to get your M's all gathered up and we're going to get ready for them. But the M for this month is management. And on today, I want to talk about time management. Time management is defined as the ability to use one's time effectively and productively. That means that your time is successful in producing the intended results in a way that is good or useful. Time management. Your time is successful in producing the attended results in a way that is good or useful. Time management is a hot topic. Anybody that's been to any conference, business conference, on your job, everybody's talking about time management. There are books and seminars and workshops and, and conferences on time management. People want to know how to make the best of the time that they have. They want to be productive because there's just so much that we have to get done, so much happening in our lives. We got family and we got work and we got church and we got family and we got after school affairs and we got exercise and we got time to uh we need time to relax and time to take care of ourselves and all of that everybody is trying to manage their time 
with all of that, we're trying to find a way to keep it successful. Producing the intended result that is good and useful. But on today, I do want to talk about time management. But not from a lens of productivity. Not from a lens of how much you can get done and how to get those things done more efficient. Not from a lens of how much more time you can squeeze into a day and fill up all of your calendar with all of the things that you need to get done. I don't want to look at time management from a lens of productivity. I want to look at it from a lens of eternity. Not what you can get done here. But we're looking way past here today. We're looking into eternity. As believers in Jesus Christ, it is our belief that once we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, then we will live with him for forever. Even after we die, after we die from this current life, there is life after this, which is eternal. The Greek word for eternal is aeonios. Aeonios. I knew Krista would be here. Aeonios meaning everlasting and long-lasting. Webster's Dictionary defines eternal as infinite duration, everlasting, timeless, perpetual, and immutable. This is our belief. This is what our Bible says, that after we die out from this earth, for those of you who had not heard that, that we have an eternal life. There's something after this. And I know we live like there's nothing after this. And I know the atheists believe that there's nothing after this. And, and different religions, they have their, their what they believe is going to happen after this. But we are Jesus followers. And there is a life after this. He desires for that life to be an eternal life. Perpetual, immutable, everlasting with him. That is what he desires for us. For the Bible says in John 3 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3 36 says whoever believes in the son has eternal life but whoever rejects the son which is Jesus will not see life for God's wrath remains on them. John 10 27 28 says my sheep my sheep listen to my voice I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life and they shall never perish no one will snatch them out out of my hand eternal life is a gift given to us from God through Jesus Romans 6 23 says for the wages of sin is death but the gift the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord it's a free gift that he's given to everybody who accepts Jesus Christ that means that all of us got the gift and if you haven't accepted them yet, we're going to give you an opportunity to take the gift on this afternoon. It's a free gift, but you have to accept it. It's a free gift, but you have to take it. I can put the gift here on the stage and say, this is a gift for everybody. I can line it up all the way across for enough people that's in this room. Take your gift before you leave. As some of you. We'll still say, church lasted too long. I ain't getting that. Some of you will still walk out and say, I got somewhere to be. Oh, girl, get mine if you can because I got to go. Oh, these kids getting on my nerves. And some of you will leave the gift 
right here. It's a free gift. It's free. All you have to do is say, yes, Jesus, I accept you into my life. And here's the gift. And still some of you will walk out on the gift. Leave it. Sitting right there. He says that this gift of eternal life is free. And that everybody could have it. But you know why you don't take the gift and why so many don't take this gift of eternal life? Even those who come and sit in church, those who say, I know God, I've been knowing God. I went to church with my grandma and I go to church sometime. But some of you still have never accepted Jesus into your life. You know why? Because you feel like you got time. We're talking about time management today. You feel like you, I got time to do that because I still want to do a little bit of this. I got time to do that because they too restrictive with their rules. I got time for that because church people be doing too much. This ain't about church people. This is about the eternal gift that he has given you through Jesus. And you decide. I got time. But I want you to know on this afternoon that eternity is only a heartbeat away. Eternity, living forever somewhere, is only a heartbeat away, a car accident away, a hospital emergency away, one night of sleep away, one morning away, one blink of the eye away. Eternity is only one heartbeat away. And I don't know if you're paying attention, but there are so many people that have found this out that I know of in the last week. I know a lot of people pass and people pass every so many minutes, but it has moved close, y'all. And I cannot tell you how serious God has been about this message. He said, you're going to tell them and you're going to tell them exactly what I said. And I had a little pushback, a little fuss. I'm like, God, is this for saved people? God, is this the message you want me to give? We usually hear these messages at funerals. He said, but I want it told among the living and not the grieving. I want it told among the living so that they might hear and understand. I want them to know that I'm not only a funeral God, but I'm a living God. And I am calling them at all times. And so he's calling you. And I can't explain the weight of the message. I can't tell you how many times I cried. Just getting through it. And I prayed that I don't cry today. Because this is how serious it is. This is why I wanted you to tap into your families. I don't want numbers on Facebook. But since we're only one heartbeat away. What if you get to them just in time on today with the message? We don't know. We don't know. If you have ever lost somebody 
and you never had time to sit at the bedside because our pastor teaches us that even if people are unconscious and maybe we can pray and their spirit will pick up the prayer and God's grace is enough for that. But when it's a sudden death, ain't no time for it. My brother was killed in an instant, a car accident in an instant. There's no time. One heartbeat. Immediately. You're out of here. Everybody out. Nobody gets to stay. No stowaways, no vagabonds, no sleepers, no runaways, no pleading, no begging. Everybody out. Nobody gets to stay. And so how you respond on today is up to you. But I tell you, I feel like John the Baptist. Heralding through the streets. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I feel like Paul in Romans. And do this. Understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. I feel like Mark when he wrote. But about that day or hour, no one knows. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Be on guard and be alert. You do not know what time he will come. I feel like Peter. He said, the Lord is not slow in keeping his, his, his promise because he said he was coming. As some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come into repentance. He's talking to you today. He's calling to you. He's pleading with you on today. He's asking you, will you be ready? He said, I'm not slow. I ain't tripping. I know they've been telling you that since you was kids. You've been hearing this your whole life that Jesus coming and Jesus coming back. He not, I'm not slow as you would think I'm slow. I'm giving you an opportunity. I'm waiting for you. My grace and my mercy is extended to you every day that you wake up. Maybe today will be the day. I ain't tripping. I ain't slow. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you to make a decision. This is the time management that we are talking about today. Not for productivity, but for eternity. So how do we level up our time management when we're looking through the lens of eternity? There's still four P's of management. And some of you already know the P's of management. But we're looking through a different lens, not for you to be productive, but for you to make it into eternity. Those four P's is prioritize, plan, process, and positivity. The first P, prioritize repentance. And I really could have just stayed right here and had this be the only one point. But I want to talk about repentance. And anybody who's been here in the house of Antioch or any of the campuses, you know God keeps talking about repentance. For some reason, this is where he has this church and this this body of believers right here. We're right here in repentance. Repentance is an event in which an individual attains a divinely provided new understanding of their behavior and feels compelled to change that behavior and begin a new relationship with God. Did y'all get it? Let me say it again. 
Repentance, an event in which an individual attains a divinely provided new understanding of their behavior and they feel compelled to change that behavior and begin a new relationship with God. Repentance, a change of behavior, a divinely inspired change. You ought to be feeling something on the inside of your heart that God is pushing you toward a change, urging you toward a change. Stop saying mama and them always tripping and somebody always got something to say about what I do. I want you to feel God pushing you. If it's coming through a person, let it come through a person. Stop pushing back on what has been divinely inspired. You're pushing back against God. True repentance also uh, involves a heart change as well as a behavior change. My heart is in it. Not because I'm going to go ahead and do it because somebody keep on saying something to me. No. You know what, God? My heart says I need to change this. My heart says I'm going to change. Repentance is more than a I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. I messed that up. I did that again. Repentance is more than that. Repentance is a turn toward God. Not just a turn. Because if everybody says repentance means that you just turn. No, it's a turn toward God. Because I can turn away from uh, smoking weed, but I didn't. Uh, but I turned into drinking alcohol. I can turn from cheating on my husband or, or my wife, but I, I turned into domestic abuse. That's not the turn. Whatever you turn from, it's a turn toward God. That is true repentance, and it's a heart turn. My heart is in this. God, I want you to see my heart and know my heart, and I don't want that old lifestyle anymore. But what does that have to do with getting into eternity? In our scripture that we read today, it said outside are the dogs. This is outside of this beautiful uh, scene that God has shown John of what the new heaven and the new earth is going to look like, of where we are going to live he gave him a picture of what this heaven is going to be. I'll tell you about it later. But inside that gate are those who have washed their robes. Outside are the dogs. But I want you to listen to who the dogs are. And this is where I ask God, are you sure this is for people who say they saved? Are you sure this message is for the people who are already here? He said... Here's the description of who I'm calling the dogs that are outside and will not be allowed in the gate. The godless. Those who said that there is no God. Those who don't believe in him. Prayerfully, that's not you sitting up in here. The godless, the impure. Those of low moral character. How are your morals? How's your word? How is your integrity? What is God is just, he's speaking. He's so serious about this. But he said those of low moral character, those who keep sneaking around and lying around and hiding behind the bush. He said, you will be outside of the gate. 
So we think we get down to to this group of folk, and it is the uh, the um, the immoral persons, uh, the perverted, and the molesters, and the adulterers, and the murderers. We say, "Oh God, I ain't with them. I, I, I ain't I ain't none of that." And so I'm good. But he's talking about a different group of people. He said, "Those of low moral character. How's your character when nobody is looking, or when everybody's looking?" When you're asked a question, is the first thing a lie, the first thing a cover up, the first thing to cover yourself. How's your moral character, the words and how you live your life? Are you always looking to find something slid under the table for you? Are you sliding something under the table for somebody else? What are you doing in those back rooms? What are you doing in those secret conversations? How is your moral character? He said... And I feel like pastor because I didn't write this. This is what it said in the Bible in Revelation uh, 22 and 15 outside of the dogs. Repent. Turn from your poor character. From being impure. And then he said the other dogs that are outside are the sorcerers. But then the Amplifier says with their intoxicating drugs and their magic arts, everybody want to say ain't nothing wrong with what I'm doing. They didn't legalize everything I wanted to. And so I'm able to do it. Does it make you intoxicated? If you're intoxicated, the Bible says they're outside. I know it's a gang of us that's smoking, but I want you to understand what the Bible says. And why are you doing that? Why are you taking that? I, there's a lot of you. Now, I know everybody, some of you need medicine. That's different than you just taking medicine to be intoxicated. I just want to be high. You with your intoxicating drugs, you with your intoxicating pornography, you with your intoxicating way that you treat people. He said you're intoxicating drugs, so don't just go to the drug dealer and the old cocaine and the heroin. What is your drug? You with your intoxicating drug, you with all that fried chicken and them cakes and pies, getting you intoxicated all the time. He said you will have no part with me. Repent. There's opportunity for you. Don't be like, oh, this is crazy. This is our line on today. No, this is what God has to say in your magic arts. Careful, careful. Careful, careful what you say. Ain't no harm in that. There ain't no harm in me uh, looking at these uh, crystals and having that in my house. There ain't no harm in me cleaning the air in my house with sage there ain't no harm in me turning over tarot cards and getting my palm read there ain't no harm in me going to the psychic to see what's gonna happen you and your in your magical uh arts there ain't no harm in me uh touting that i'm a virgo what up and i know what's gonna happen with me if it ain't in the bible careful careful about your magical arts He says, they will be outside of the gate. And I have to say, the perverted, the molesters, and the adulterers 
I want to assume that you're not here. I want to assume that you are not online, but I will not be that presumptuous. Get rid of it. Get some help. Repent of your perversion. I'm sorry, y'all. This is what God gave me to give y'all on this afternoon. I'm not sorry, but it may not feel good. It hasn't felt good to me for two weeks, but I have to give it to you what he said. Your perversion, married people, get that perversion out of your marriages. Just because you married, it don't give you the permission to do any vile thing to one another. My God, he said you will be outside the gate. Stop getting worse and worse. You're getting further and further away from a holy bed and marriage. Come back out of that place and out of that perversion. It does not give you permission to be vile. This is God talking to you on this afternoon. The perverted, the molesters, the adulterers. He said, he said those dogs, they're going to be outside. And they're not coming in. Remember, I started with prioritizing repentance. And so this is where we are if you're a cheater. And we get down to the cheaters somewhere. If you're cheating, if you're lying. Y'all, we're working out. We're working out our eternity. We're working it out. But if that's what you're involved in, don't think because I said, Jesus, come into my life and be my Lord and Savior. And then you can go and do everything that you want to do. You cannot. We have to manage the time that we have. And with the time that you have, you have to prioritize repentance. Turning from those behaviors that we are active in, even sitting in the church. We come every Sunday. We know how to speak the language. We know how to get involved in our corporate worship that we have just before I started preaching. We know how to do all of that. But then you go and you go into back rooms and you go home where the church people can't see you. But God can still see you. And he's serious about eternity. I know people say, well, would a loving God turn me away? He's giving you opportunity. Of opportunity, and he's even given you an opportunity right now to repent and to turn. And so we get to the murderers, y'all. We know the murderers. I pray you're not in here. But he said, Them, those dogs gonna be outside. And these are those who refuse to turn, you all. And then the idolaters. What do you have lifted up? What is the king? The ruler of your life. What do you have on the throne and not God? Y'all, this is what it says. Read it for yourself. The idolaters. What do you have in that idol place? What are you worshiping? What gets your time and your money? What has your heart really? What makes you so uncomfortable when the church asks you for money? But when anybody else asks you for money, you giving it freely. You all on Amazon shopping. You all out to dinner. You buying the concert tickets. You all at the football game. You all in the sports book. But when the church says something, you're vexed in your spirit. Why are you not vexed when nobody else asks you for money? Why are you upset about that? You can't can't do nothing for God. What do you have on the throne of your life? What do you idolize? What have you said? I ain't taking that down. God asks you to move that. Move it. Move that. 
Get that out of here. And what is it that you still have? It's still on the throne. It feels so good, God. I don't want to be lonely. I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I don't want to put nobody out. But God said, I told you to get rid of it. Him, her, it, them, they, that. But we are in active rebellion. Active. Now it's different when you don't know. And I love what happens over here in New Antioch. I love the teaching of our pastor. She said, I'll even give you to be in the struggle. But pastor, I'm fighting that thing. I don't want it. I don't want it. I'm trying to get rid of it. I did slip up and smoke it and tap it. and I did. But I'm trying to get rid of it. How long? How long? And you know how I know that? You're stuck in idolatry and in rebellion when you won't tell nobody about it. Because if it's a real struggle, I need some help, y'all. It ain't a secret. It ain't hidden. It ain't something that don't nobody know. If it's a real struggle, I need some help. And I got to tell you what's up. Not me sneaking in and you catching me in the casino behind the machine plucking away. No, I didn't told somebody that I need help. Get that thing off the throne of your life, idolatry. And then it says, these dogs are outside, and everyone who loves and practices lying, deception, cheating. I think that hit everybody. Because everybody is told to lie. Everybody. But I want you to see the key word there. And it says that those who loves and practices. You love that. And you're practicing it. You don't feel no conviction when you tell that lie. When you cheat. When you're deceptive. You don't feel nothing. You just let it happen to you. You just go on with it. He said, you dog. You're going to be outside. I'm not just talking about, oh, well, this is my life. We already said eternity is one heartbeat away. And so if you're not repenting after every single time you deceive, you lie, you cheat, and you're not because you love it, you don't know when that heartbeat's going to come for you. You don't know when that sickness is going to come. You don't know what's going to come. Nobody knows the hour of when he will come. Y'all, we have to live in such a way. Which brings me to my next one is plan for eternity. Plan for it. Instead of taking things as they come, be prepared to encounter them. Be prepared to resist. Be prepared to how you will handle temptation. Plan to use the word. Plan to have backup. Plan to have somebody in your corner. None of us are perfect. I don't want y'all to think everybody in there perfect. No, we struggle and we're in the fight also, but we're talking about eternity. What is your plan to come out of it? What is your plan to get out of this? Plan to have a prayer time, God. Plan to have a time of repentance because we need to repent every day and that don't mean I keep doing the same thing at night and then in the morning say oh God uh, I messed up again no you need to be in a fight with that thing and when you slip up ask yourself what did I do to fight it 
Am I in a fight? Now, sometimes we get beat. Sometimes we get hit. But when you do slip up, ask yourself, what did I do to fight it? Did I have anything? Did I, did I throw a blow? Did I throw a scripture? Did I call back up? Did I throw a prayer? What did I do? Did I lock the door? Did I try not? Did I tell them not to come? Did I throw the food out? What, what did I do, man? I'm fighting this thing. I'm throwing a blow at it. I ain't just letting it take me over. And so those of you who said, but I'm in the struggle, I want to know what your fight look like. You fighting that thing? Fight it. Even if you slip up, but I was in the fight because I threw a blow at it. Plan for eternity. Plan to have spiritual leadership in a respected position in your life. Who can tell you anything? Who can tell you something? Who do you hear from and be like, okay, I trust that. They coming at me. They, They don't know me. Who is in that plan? To have a trusted spiritual person in your life. The other P in time management is process. We must remember that most repentance does not involve a sensational or dramatic change. That's for all of us who come up here on the altar. We're going to cry. We're going to lay out and all of that. When you get up, you still got to deal with what happened. I pray that he took it right then and there. I pray that it's over. But a lot of us have to walk the change out. It's a process. Be prepared for the process. Be prepared for the long haul. Be prepared to work it out so that you're working out your eternity. That you just not, well, that's just all that it is. Know that it's a process. Paul said, you know, and you all know this, not that I have already obtained all this. I don't got it all together yet. Or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on. To take hold of that which Christ Jesus took a hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken a hold of it. But one thing I do, I forget what is behind and I strain toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. It's a strain. It's a press. I'm moving on toward it. And so even if I don't have it all right now, you can see me in the strain and you can see me in the press and you can see me in the process. And I'm in agreement. With everybody who said, Pastor Sharonda, I'm in the process. I'm in the fight. I'm straining. I'm straining toward that. I'm trying to get it. And so it is prioritized repentance in your time management to reach eternity. It is planned for it. I'm not just trying to live well here. But everything I do, I got my eyes on eternity. I am everybody out. Nobody gets to stay. And I don't know how many heartbeats I got left. I don't know what's going to be it. I just don't know. And so why you still think I'm just going to, I just want to keep her around. I just want to keep him around. I just want to keep on deceiving. I want one more hit. I'm going to finish what I got in the pantry. I'm just going to drink that up. You have no idea how many heartbeats you have left. You do not know today is the day. 
Today is the day to get rid of it. Today is the day to call it off, y'all, because we don't know. I know some of y'all, y'all is uh, functioning. Functioning liars, functioning addicts, functioning in your immorality. You're functioning in it. You know, functioning addicts, they still show up for work every day. They still able to get the job done. Some of us are functioning because we're still able to get the job done and we look good. But God is saying no dogs allowed. No dogs allowed in this place. And then the last P is positivity. And so prioritize repentance, plan for eternity. Um, it is a process. And then there is positivity. Y'all, this is a great life that we get to live. This is not all bad and what I don't get to do. You mean I don't get to be a murderer? You mean I don't get to be a molester? You mean I don't get to be immoral? Y'all, this is a good life that we get to live. The things that he's saying that you don't do, that these won't be allowed. This is a good life that we're living. And so I'm asking you to be positive about the life that he has given it. The life that he has put this gift out for you and said, it's free. Take it. And we often hear there must be more to life than this. There got to be more than what it is. Y'all, it is. There is more to life than this. There is something after this. I know we love this earth and we all scratching to be seen and known in this world and scratching and trying to get a whole bunch of money and the house and the friends and our name and the title and all of that. But guess what? There's more to life than this. There is eternity. There is something after this. And so I want you to be positive. Because also here in Revelations 22, he tells us where we're going, Pastor Rene. He tells us what's on the other side of this. And for those of you who don't know, there is a heaven and a hell. There is a lake of fire. There is a hell, y'all. I want you to believe it. If you believe any of this, you have to believe that too. You can't take parts of it and say it. But here's a description that he gives John of where we're going and where we get to be. And I have to tell you that I love the thought of it. I realized I had never said it for myself. Pastor, I realized I had never said it for myself. I had heard some people say it, Marias, but I never said it for myself. Geronda, you live in this life. You've dedicated your life to this. Uh, but there is a, a glimpse into eternity that he gives John in Revelations. Uh, and I want to share it with y'all. And so I hope you come with me just really quick because I want you to see where we're going. I want you to know that it's better than being right here. It's what John said. John said, I saw it coming down from the sky. The angel of the Lord took him up to a high mountain. And he said, I saw it coming down from the sky. It was the holy city, New Jerusalem. And it was coming down. And he said, and it had 12 foundations of the city. And the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. All of those who, who trying to have crystals and wearing all that stuff. I want you to know where it really comes from. And if you want a stone and if you want a crystal, say Jesus gave it to me. Don't get it from a witch or whip craft store they didn't breathe something into it no let me tell you if you want to wear a stone let me tell you that it is going to be in this new creation yeah. 
that God created it and the world don't get to have it and so if you go wear a crystal know why you're wearing it because it said the 12 foundation of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone jasper and sapphire and agate and emerald and onyx and ruby and, and chrysolite and pearl and, and topaz and turquoise and, and jessith and amethyst they were all on the city walls and the 12 gates were 12 pearls each gate made of one single pearl a whole gate and they didn't carved it out of one pearl oh it was coming down and he saw it and he said the great street of the city it was gold as pure as transparent glass I ain't seen no gold to look like that. You know how you see something that's a chrome maybe? Metallic. It looks like water. It looks like if you step into it, you're going to fall through it. The street was made of gold, y'all. The street, the heaven that we're going to live in is beautiful. And it has a street of gold as transparent as glass. And you know what else? It's never night there. It's always day. And there is no sun, Tisha. And there is no moon. The whole thing is lit up by God and lit up by Jesus. Why? Because he's come to dwell in this place. He's not a far-off God. He'll be with us right there in heaven, dwelling with us in this city that he has kept for you and I. And then it says he will wipe away. Every tear. He will wipe away. You ain't got to call your wife or your husband, your wife, the kids. You ain't got to call nobody, sit on your therapist's couch. He himself. Oh, God. That he's going to wipe away every tear from their eyes. And then you know what? There'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. Oh, y'all not excited about that. I'm excited about that. No more death. No more mourning. No more crying. No more pain. My God. He said, for the older things have passed away. And everything everything is new everything is new oh I'm excited about this place I was looking at it with John I'm like ooh I saw it coming down John we don't know we can't even imagine it artists have tried to render it he tried to explain what he saw y'all but I know that there are people, and our pastor says this all the time. Y'all, when it's time for me to get up out of here, I'm out. I ain't looking back. I ain't. This was my first time saying, I wonder, God, what it's going to be like. Because we lived life. We did it. Pastor Rodney, we did it. We kept repenting, kept putting his flesh under, kept doing what he called us to do. And when it's over, there's a great reward. He said, take the gift of eternal life. And I tell you, I thought about it. 
And I said, what's, what's more important than that? A little pleasure down here? What's, what's more important than that? I get to play around a little bit longer. What's, what's more important than that? I get to lie to make myself still look good. It's not more important than that. It's not. And so I want to be of good moral character. I don't want to fall into any of those categories. And I wanted to say this to those who are being baptized on today. What a great day. What an amazing choice that you have made on a day like today. For you are saying that I am dying to my old self. I'm going down in that water. I'm going in the water on today. But I am coming up a new creature. Why? Because I want to not only live this life on this side with him, but I got my eyes fixed on eternity. I'm fixing my life. This is the best decision. That you all can make. It's a public. I know it's already done in your heart. So what you do on today is just a public demonstration of what is happening inside of you. And we all get to witness it. And I want to tell y'all that we are here to celebrate. To celebrate your life. Even the lives of the children. That they're walking this out now with him. We celebrate with you all. What a magnificent day for baptism. And I just want to pray for us. Everybody that's online, I just want to, I want to pray for us. The praise team started with a, a, come let us bow down. And so if you don't mind, team, I just want to pray for while we do, we are going to do baptism. But I want to pray for those first, for those of you who don't know him. Because so many of you have accepted the gift to say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. But if you have never said that, never taken of the gift of Jesus Christ, today is a perfect day because he's talking to you. If you've never said, you're not even thinking about what's going to happen after this life because there's a first step. The first step is to invite him into your life because that promise is coming from him. Y'all, we got to leave everybody out. Everybody will get out of here. Everybody. Nobody gets to stay in this earth. And so if you have never said that prayer, I just, I want to say it with you today. If you have moved away from him, and said, you know what, I need to rededicate because I don't know when my last heartbeat will be. I don't know what's going to happen in the next moment. Then I want to give you the opportunity right now to say the prayer with me. These that are being baptized is like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm coming out front. It's a public declaration. And for those of you who need to say this prayer, to invite Jesus into your life, whether it be for the first time or you know you need to rededicate your life because of what you've been doing and how you moved away from him. I'm going to ask you to make it a public declaration. You don't have to get in the pool today, but I do want you to stand up and just stand up right in your seat and say, I'm ready to rededicate my life. I'm ready to invite Jesus into my life. It's a bold statement. 
It's a public statement. Everybody in here has already said that prayer. I'm trying to look at some faces. Everybody in here says that they know him. And if in this next moment, before we leave here, was your next heartbeat, that you'd be with him. If you're secure in that, then remain seated. But if you're not, then I ask you to stand up. And all I want you to do is say this prayer with me. It's just a simple prayer that I'm inviting you to say with me. Everybody in here is good. Ooh. I pray that's the truth. I pray you're not letting nothing heavy sit on you. I pray you're not embarrassed. And even if you're not sure, if you don't want to stand up in front of us, then just raise your hand and I'm going to send somebody to you. That's how important this is. Because we just don't know. Everybody is good. I'm going to give you a moment. I see y'all trying to avert your eyes from looking at me. It's not me that's looking at you. It's Jesus. It don't matter what I look like. It's Jesus seeing you. But if you're secure, then we're going to move on. And just because God is merciful, I'm going to ask everybody to stand with me in the room. Oh, I see a hand over here. I hope you feel weighty and heavy like I do. Thinking about there is something after this. Thinking about your loved ones that have moved on. I want to pray for those of you that are in a struggle. For those of you who need to repent. And I would imagine that that is everybody in the room. And so I just ask by a show of hands... God, I need to repent. And so I will say the prayer of repentance today. Thank you for those who are being honest. I got to raise my hand because we fall short every day. We miss the mark every day. Y'all don't have to be embarrassed in here and shy in here. This ain't about what we see. It's, this is between you and him. And so I appreciate those that are raising their hands saying, God, I do need to repent. Because maybe I did tell that lie. Maybe I didn't tell the truth. Maybe I have done some things, God, but I want to be right. I want to turn. I want to come out of it. I don't want to be in this place. And so I appreciate those who have their hands raised. My God, in the name of Jesus. Pastor Ronay, there's a lady right here in the back, Marias. There's a lady in the white shirt with a ponytail. Pray for her, please. Do you see her? She's on this side. Right next to the lady. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Y'all, we love on people in here. He didn't come to indict you. He came to save you. 
He came to love on you. He came to remind you. And so let us pray in this place. Thank you for the hands. I'm touching and agreeing with you in prayer right now in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father God, we just say thank you. Thank you for your word on today. Thank you, oh God, that you're mindful of us. Thank you, oh God, that you're allowing us to know that you are coming and that you are, you're coming soon, God. Thank you, oh God, that it is our wish, our hope, our heart to be able to say, come Lord Jesus, come. That we are not afraid of your coming because we know what we're going to spend out our eternity. And so, God, I just said thank you for those that say, God, give us a heart of repentance. God, we turn and we turn toward you. God, we turn and we give up these things that are not pleasing to you. God, we turn, oh God, that you heal our lives. We come against, oh God, what's working against us. In the name of Jesus, God, we said thank you that we're tearing down these places that we worship at. Tearing down these altars, these kings that we have placed in our lives. Thank you that we're coming out of these addictive behaviors. Uh, thank you, oh God, that we're coming out of intoxicating drugs. Uh, thank you, God, that we're doing away, oh God, with our poor character. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, God, uh, that we're doing away with lying and deception. Uh, my God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, and we just said thank you, oh God, that you're working with us. Uh, bless those who have a heart to change. Uh, bless those who are saying today has to be my last day. Uh, today is the day, oh God, that I start this process of letting go of releasing of coming out of these wicked ways that I have my God in the name of Jesus thank you God that you are so mindful of your people that you don't leave us in the same condition thank you Thank you, oh God, that you're mindful of to send your word and to rest in this place with us. God, we ask that you move on heart, that you move all evening and all week, that they're not able to forget what they heard on today. Oh God, that they're not only living for now, but that there is another place where you told us to remind them that you are coming. My God, in the name of Jesus. And so we say, come Lord Jesus, come. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, come and save your people. My God, thank you that you have provided a place for us to be. That is not all about this earth. Let us not be lovers of this world, God, but let us be lovers of you. Let us give ourselves away to you. And so, God, I thank you for these, your people. I thank you for these, your people. And for what it is that you're doing in them. In the name of Jesus. And I want to say the salvation prayer. For those who, I know nobody raised their hand, but one person over here that says that I have invited Jesus into my life and that he is in my life. But I want us to be sure you all, there's so much going on in this world that we just don't know. Our friends in Maui, we just didn't know that fire was coming through. There's so much that we just don't know. And so let's repeat this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I've made some mistakes. Oh God, but thank you that you forgive me. 
Come into my heart. I'll make you my Lord and Savior. Lord, I want to spend eternity with you. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. And thank you, God. God bless you all. God bless you. We are going to move into our time. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.